Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. As always, sitting right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reg? What's going on, Ken? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a couple couple weeks since our last podcast, and uh, so yeah, I'm 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 at an undisclosed location. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm in I'm in a bunker. Once, uh, once, once again, Bunker Ken has has arrived. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a secure location. Uh, I can't let anybody know what it is. Uh, you know, hey Ma, I'll be, I'll be with you in a minute. Get away, get away. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm on the road, and but we wanted to kind of had an opportunity to uh, have a guest this week. Uh, we're going to bring him on in just a minute with uh, Hog Farmer Chris and have That's a right. have a good conversation with him. Um, and and also talk about you know a few other things that are going on with Washington right now. It's a slow time of season, but you know for people like you and I, and I think Chris also, it, it, it's Commander season twenty four seven. There's just some parts that are a little busier than others, right? Well, we're we're always in the news, right? We're sometimes good, sometimes bad. Right. I, think, I think many fans have predicted that uh, this off season was going to be a big off season for us. <clears throat> um, on, on a lot of different levels, right? Uh, right. We knew things were going to be happening at the quarterback position. We knew there's an ownership situation. We knew there's the, some key free agents that was coming due for contracts. So lots of moving parts were going to happen for the commanders this year. And I think a lot of fans were, were anticipating um, um, kind of a long, long and busy offseason for us. But, but we'll talk, get through with all of that with Chris as well once he joins yeah. us here and uh, kind of get his take on a few things. And he's going to just talk about a few things with us. He's going to take us through um, his experience with the Super Bowl. Um, as many of you know that he was he represented Washington as the tw- 2022 fan of the year. So we'll get to hear Great some experience. Details, yeah. details on that as well. So, But, yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. But I want to say, first of all, if you are listening to us, uh, watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure in the event that you want to listen to us, we are – on all of the streaming platforms. So wherever you listen to music and things, you can just Google and search for us as the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And if you're listening to us and you want to watch us, we are on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is the same as our as our podcast name. So it's the Burgundy and Gold Knucklehead podcast as well. So without all the commercial business out of the way, man, I think without further ado, people are here to see Chris. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're tired of looking at our face, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, uh, Chris, well, welcome, man. Well, welcome, Chris. Welcome, buddy. What's up, guys? Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, th- th- thanks for joining the show today. Thanks for joining yeah, the show. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, yeah so uh, just to, appreciate it. Yeah, so to give an intro for those that uh, aren't aren't familiar with uh, Chris's work, uh, you know, Chris is part of the uh, hog farmers, uh, kind of the the, the revamped. I, I don't, don't want to be out of place but how the old hoggets used to do their thing uh a, a new a, a new generation a new crew has come along uh tag the hog farmers they're doing a lot of uh uh work with some some charities and i'll let chris go into that but but chris is a co-founder of that and and before we kind of get into that um chris you know reggie and i have talked before about how we became uh redskins slash commanders fans do you have a, a story yourself on, I mean, were you born and raised and, and just, you know, is it in your DNA or how did you become a, a Commanders fan? 
Yeah, uh, actually, my mom was a big uh, Redskins fan, and uh, we grew up watching the games on TV. Uh, okay. Uh, I, for, for people that uh, follow my social, my dad was a huge Eagles fan. So, you know, when I got a little older, I lived with him, but I you know, I stuck with the team that, you know, I grew <laughs> up watching. <laughs> right, right, right. Was it was, it, was it some conflict there, you know, between you and your dad? I mean, a fun way. In a fun no, way. No, no, no. They they split when I was young, so you know, I lived with my mom for years, yeah. and then my dad for years, and you know, I just I would watch our the Redskins play, uh, because I mean that was the team I grew up right. watching. So sure, yeah, sure. Did you give you and your dad give each other grief over that? All the time, yeah. Every, exactly. Every time, twice, twice a year. Twice right on, a man. Year. <laughs> so he he yeah, never yeah. tried to convert you at all. Nah, he already knew what. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a huge fan, so he, he yeah. already knew that wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. too late. It was too late. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so That's so clearly, so clearly, you were a fan for a number of years. You know, from what you're saying, and then you were probably. You'd seen, you know, growing up, seeing the, the Hoggettes. Um, did they have influence on you as one of the founders of the Hog Farmers? How, how did that all come about? You know, what's the story of, of how that became something? So, I mean, uh, I, when I was young, I didn't really know much of the Hoggettes. You know, I was, I was a young kid. You know, I knew yeah. of them. Uh, right, I didn't right. really know. I knew them as. Uh, Fan, big fans of the team, you know, figures of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing much more than that. You know, but when I got older, uh, when I was in the military about 2012, you know, right pretty much when they stopped really uh, going to the games right, right around that season is when I took notice to the their charitable work they did and what, 100, over $100 million that they right. raised for different mm-hmm. charities. What I mean, and when you say that, it's just like, wow. Right. Yeah. A group of yeah. 14, 15 guys that could have that impact in the world is just crazy. Um, so in 2017, uh, me and a couple guys at the time, uh, I got those bibs and I put them on and I wanted to, you know, just to have a bigger, you know, image, more image for my fandom, sure. more than just the jersey and the hat on game. I just wanted to do something a little more. Right. And then you know, I just started incorporating this and all that. And, those bibs were one of the guys in there said, Hey, you look like a farmer. You look like a hog farmer. Right. And I right. mean, just, the name just kind of, that's how it, it really doesn't make too much sense, but that's the name we came up with. And right. I mean, yeah. now it's just grown, right. You know, uh, and it's manifested into to what it is today, but uh, that, that's how it generated the hog acts. And the, they were a huge inspiration into what we do. Because like I said, they, they, they raised so much money uh, for, uh, the pediatric cancer world, I mean, cancer world in general, not just children with cancer, I mean, just, you know, just the cancer world period and a lot of different foundations. So uh, they, they are the top pillar of that fandom when it comes to that. There, there's no other fans in any of the fan bases that can top that. Right. Right. Uh, right. So we, we wanted to do something like that. You know, we didn't want to uh, fight what they did. You know, they wore dresses Right. And they were the snouts, uh, but we wanted to carry that tradition on in some way. Right. So we mixed it. We mixed it to our own thing, and it is what it is. It is today. Now, yeah. now, Chris, a quick question for you. So, the Hog Farmers Charitable Foundation is—I know it deals with cancer. Is it specific to pediatric cancer? Because I see yeah, it we, on Twitter, you guys do a lot with, with kind of young adults, and I, I've seen some of the teenage 
and I've seen some of the younger kids. So, but again, is it specific to pediatric cancer? Yeah, we are actually a 501c3 accredited charity through the state of Virginia. Okay. Um, and that's, it's actually a little different from what the Hoggets did. They did, they weren't actually a, a charitable foundation. They just raised money for those foundations. Okay. So, um, you know, we are actually a 501c3 and all the work that goes into that. Uh, right, but yeah, we, right. we, we are, uh, our mission is to help children and their families with pediatric cancer. So it's, it's children. I got okay. you. So, yep. so I, I knew that you guys were on the pediatric side. I just wasn't sure how far you would extend. And uh, so, I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide if you want to share, but I, I saw a little bit of your story that they ran that uh, also this kind of hit close to home with you. We're not trying to bring the mood down or no. any tears for you. So, so I'll let you either just say, you know, it, it hit close to home and we can leave it at that. Or if you want to share the yeah, story. Yeah, I, mean, I can you. share lightly because it does get me emotional, but it did hit close to home. I, I, my daughter had a lot of um, medical complications that led me and my family to be in the hospital a ton. So, you know, we, we you know, pediatric cancer is one of those things for most people. You don't, it doesn't hit home until you, to you until it hits you or your, right. your, your kid or your, mm -hmm. your little niece or your nephew or something like that. You know, so we, so when it happened to me, uh, some similar, uh, I mean, it, uh, I knew how it felt. So, it, and when we got some assistance from some people, it felt good. It felt good for somebody to know that they cared. So, uh, that's yeah. why we, a, a yeah. part of why we started. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so, I, I I was aware of that. I just wanted our listeners to kind of get a little bit more story yeah. that it, not only your reason why you got into it, but it also was very close to you as well because I know it, it hit close to home with you and your family as well. So mm -hmm. so good deal, man. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, yeah, I was say it, it's because of your experience with that, you have a a true knowledge of sometimes the little things that make a difference. Right. We see huge medical bills and that's one thing. But sometimes it's, it's little things that you've experienced that, you know, make a difference. It might be, a, you know, a fifty dollar item, a, a five hundred dollar item. It doesn't necessarily have to be tens of thousands of dollars of medical bills that helps the family through. And, and uh, clearly you recognize that and they're able to to know those little things that other families don't, you know. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Money is uh, a huge factor. Financial stress is a huge factor, um, but there's yeah, so many, sure. there's so many other factors. Um, like the emotional stress, having somebody just to talk to, or or an outlet and things like that. Somebody to to come visit you. You know, money can't do that. Right. So uh, with some of those things we add into what we do, um, make it special. Good. Have, have you had a chance to, to? I'm sorry. Have you had a chance to talk to any of the old uh, hogettes that you know? Have you crossed paths with them uh, in their old charity work and, and what you're doing now? Yeah, when I first started, uh, I reached out to a couple of them, and you know, uh, it was when we first started, right? So we didn't have yeah. much credibility, uh, and and the initial advice I got was just to do your own thing and, and create your own um, mm -hmm. image, your yeah. own style. Right. And that's what we did. And over the years, I've got to know um, boss hog and a couple of the other ones, you know, he started, he was the man that started. Uh, right. I talked to him often when I got some uh, advice that I need. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I, I talked to them. I talked to them quite often. I wish they uh, came around more. They were at the game, at the Browns game, which is so great uh, to see those guys. Like I said, because they're, they're yeah. icons. They're, they're, they're people that I look up to for the impact they made in the world. So, but yeah, I keep right. in touch. Yeah, very, right very cool. Right on. So, so just real quick, Chris, with that, um, did the close word, because again, being on, on social media, and uh, I think anyone that's a Commander fan um, have seen you guys at least once, <laughs> whether it's on TV, whether it's through marketing through the team, whether it's on social media, whether someone took a picture with you guys and posted on their own account. Someone has seen Hawk Farmer somewhere, even if it's Jeff with the crazy eyes, right? We yeah. have someone, as a fan, <laughs> someone has seen, has seen you guys. And uh, so I want to ask you, man, what is probably – I guess the most rewarding part that you guys get, even yourself, you can speak for yourself here um, for being part of this organization. Uh, I mean, the most rewarding part for me, it's not the recognition. I I don't, I don't, I don't care for that. Um, It comes with the territory, but for me, it would be um, the relationship I've built to be able to, to provide things for, our pediatric families right so if, when we get to bring a, a kid to a game and to see him you know light up and watch that game with us is like that or i mean it didn't even have to be a pediatric family or just a random kid right random kids that come up to me and say hey how farm chris you know and give me a hug or something like that that's cool i, I love that right. that kind of stuff yeah. right you know so that's to me that's those are the highlights of my days for game days so yeah yeah okay right on yeah man. And, and, and yeah. I've seen seen some pictures here where you guys are having people on game day. So I'm going to assume you don't have to give any specifics to it, but I'm going to assume here they're getting a special treatment that day. It's not just tickets to the game, sit in the stands and and uh, and just kind of watch the game. They're probably getting some some autographs and some things that a little bit make, making it a little bit special, I guess, for that day, because you're trying to. To your point, something money can't buy. You're trying to give them a little bit of a different experience, take their mind off of the day-to-day and all of the stress with the parents and everything that they have to deal with, uh, with this disease. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you, you just said, it. uh, the main goal is to, to distract them from those stressors of the, the pediatric cancer world hospital. So then that's our main goal when we're there. Uh, we try our best with the people we, you know, we partner and team up with, uh, regardless of who it may be to, to make the best experience for each one of those families so that's for, for sure and, and with that i i know we can go ahead and say with jen we've had jen on before with us so i know you yeah guys she's awesome. yeah yeah beyond entertainment they're a, they're a great organization they yeah they put so much into what they do I, I don't even think they you know to run your own organization and all the work that goes into it they put a ton and they don't even put out half of the things they do and all the work they put into it and they were and it's just her. Yes. And yeah. the amount of work that she puts in, and, 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 uh, Lynn, with small kids. With small yeah, yeah. With three kids. Right. So she, right. To, to, to impact, to make an impact like she does it, it's phenomenal, especially during Leno Claus. So whenever we get to work with them, uh, throughout the season, not throughout the season, it, it's amazing. They always help us make sure, uh, the yeah. kids are, taking care of there yeah Yeah. again we we follow her on social media as well and like i said we've had her on so so i know you guys that you guys have partnered up but yeah she's awesome man we've never met her i know you got to spend some time with her but but they seem like uh 
they seem like some cool people to hang out with. Just, just even outside of all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that that's part of their the main image of their organization. It's called Beyond the Entertainer. So they want to show people that it's more to life than football. A football player, uh, right. Charles is more than a football player. He does more than just play football. I mean, he makes an impact in the world. And, you know, that they're 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 good people yeah. on and off of it. Yeah, and. Awesome. and- and speaking of them making an impact as well as you making an impact, uh, you both, both uh, Charles Leno and yourself this year got recognized for a lot of the work that you do. Uh, you know, Charles Leno was selected by Washington as the man of the year for all his charitable work that he's been doing. And, man of the year. Yep. Uh, yes, yes. And then you got recognized as, as fan of the year for the work that you do. And obviously, you know, fan of the year right off the bat sh- goes to tell you how big of a fan you are. But, you know, the, the work that you do for the club and for the community added on to it. And so Charles Leno and Jen Leno went to the Super Bowl representing. And then from you as a fan went to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, w- tell us about that experience. And, Man, and congr- congratulations, by the way. We, absolutely. We, we can now personally – Congratulations. On Twitter, on Twitter, everyone is liking and congratulating and all that. Right. That's I, know a lot. You I know you appreciate the love, yeah. but now we can personally say congratulations, man. For appreciate it, Randy. Yeah, appreciate it. I tell you, from beginning to end, the team um, led the way for Commander's Fan of the Year. Uh, we're in a, we're, I'm in a chat room with all, all other 31 other teams, uh, and, and the things that the commander did for this fan of the year and me uh, was leaps and bounds beyond most of the other teams in the NFL. Really? Uh, okay. Yes. So, so, yes. so I'm going to assume that has a lot to do with Jason Wright and his crew, right? I, 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 I'm not sure maybe the word, but I, I believe most of it comes from uh vice president of guests experience since Joey, Joey. Gotcha, yeah. I'm, gotcha. I'm pretty sure he heads that on. Uh, and uh, that's his job, and he does it very well. Yeah, well, for man, sure. It sounds like they took care of you, though, huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean, from beginning to where I got the cust- two custom jerseys, uh, that in itself was crazy. You know, commander jerseys, the game warm ones. Not too many people have them. Them, and then uh, you know, the, the things that they did for me were the things. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad they, they tailored it to who I am as a person. Right. They didn't give me a whole bunch of things for me. Right. Uh, we did things like went to Safeway and I went grocery shopping for some of my cancer families. Right. So Safeway gave us a whole bunch of gift cards and I got to go in there and just buy a whole bunch of groceries and I got to give them to some of my families. So to Sweet. me, that, that that was awesome. Right. Uh, so we did a couple other things. And then um, I did it in the parking lot at the Dallas game where I went and gave out $100 gift cards to uh, grocery gift cards to just a whole bunch of different people. I did some trivia and then just gave okay. out things like two, I, I saw two, that. I two saw or $3,000. Yeah. This is cool. You know, I, I like giving back. So, so that, that to me is fulfilling. You know, I don't, I don't need a whole bunch of, a bunch of things. Uh, and then uh, for the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was just absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, How long were you there for? I uh, went Thursday to Monday. Okay. So they so they flew me out. Uh, everything was paid for, right? Uh, they they flew me out first class. So me and my wife were literally what first, first seats with like you know six six foot uh, six 
leg room. You know, they, they fed us. I mean, it was it was it was nice, and we got out there. Wow. That's Thursday. how Reggie flies. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not me usually. I'm usually in the back. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Chris. We got we got out there Thursday, <laughs> just in enough time to get changed and go to NFL honors. So I get dressed and go out there, and we they make us they we walk the red carpet like I was a celebrity. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm looking left and right, and it's all these players and you know coaches and stuff, and I'm just like in awe. Like, golly, like, how am I here, right? Wow. Uh, are you so, wearing Are you wearing Hog Farmers gear, or are you wearing? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm wearing, okay. I just, I just checking. <laughs> a lot, a, a lot of people, a lot of fans didn't. They wore like they dressed up, like you know, because it's a, it's a, you know, a dressy yeah. setting place. But I'm yeah, there as a sure. fan. I'm right. as a, uh, I'm there because I'm a fan. So I wore and, my and, hard and hat. You're not just a fan. You're Washington fan. You want? Yeah, to yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the yeah, fan, I'm, of, fan I'm of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I represented. Um, we did that, and then we got to watch the NFL Honors Live, and really, it doesn't do justice on TV for how nice and cool and uh, the flow of the actual show is in person. It was, it was amazing. I was a little upset Charles Leno didn't win uh, Walter Payton of the Year. They gave yeah. it to them, but I mean, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, I, um, I watched it, so I I got to see that, and yeah, it was it was it was it was it was a good show. So then Friday. Uh, we went out to this NFL experience thing. Uh, I met up with Julie Donaldson, and we did like some some uh, activities where we threw the ball, and uh, it was a whole bunch of stuff. I did some stuff with her, and then I just spent the day with my wife. Um, and then Saturday, uh, they sent us to uh, a Sports Illustrated party. So we walked. Now, let me ask you wow. this real quick. Now, when, yeah, you're was- doing, when, you, when you're doing these things, is this what all of the uh, team representatives for the fan of the year doing or just yeah. oh, this is just yeah. to you. Yeah, it, it, to speak on that, the NFL, uh, they did an amazing job coordinating all of this. So everywhere we went, all the fans went together on buses. It was coordinated, account, accounted for. We all went together everywhere. Except for, you know, uh, late in Friday, we got to spend some time to yeah. ourselves, to our families. Yeah. Right. And that day when I did the NFL experience, I actually met up with one of our cancer kids. Um, his name is Parker. Uh, the the Lenos Beyond the Entertainer actually in the Washington Community Relations uh, sent him out there. Oh, it's one nice. of the kids oh, and wow. yeah, spent half the day with him, uh, which was awesome. He didn't, you know, he's in active treatment, so he didn't. His stamina isn't very high, but we, he played. We played together for a couple hours. So it was awesome. Yeah. And then um, Saturday we um, went to the Sports Illustrated party. Like they bust us all out there. I mean, it was like, I mean, tons of celebrities. I mean, you're just walking by guys. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, looking to my left, and then I, uh, Baker Mayfield bumps me, bumps me in my shoulder, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh what's up, man? I mean, it's, it's just a ton of, ton of football yeah. players, celebrities out there. And uh, wow. I mean, they treated us like VIPs, man, literally. The whole stage lit up, and it had fan of the year on it, right? Because it was all about us. And it was like probably 2,000 people there. And, they showed our clips of why we were there. And I mean, it was, and then the machine gun Kelly and the chain smoker performed and they bust us back in and it was, it was crazy. Actually, my wife actually took a pillow from the concert. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, man. Yeah. From the concert. Uh, And then Sunday, uh, Sunday, they, 
we got up, you know, we ate breakfast and then they bust us to the Super Bowl. And it was just we were treated like VIPs there. We uh we got there, we had some time to to wait, we went we went to the uh pregame show on NFL Network, NFL Network, and they had us up there with the crew. I can't remember who the crew is, Nate Burleson. Yeah. I think it's all them. Well, we know we know uh Michael Irvin was not there. Oh, right. I mean, I, he wasn't there. That's another story. That's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Michael was not there. He was down the set. Yeah, and then so they had us on there on TV, and then uh, they actually took us. We got to go in under the stadium, like behind the scenes, and look at all that, and uh, got to go on the field. Wow. Uh, pre-game, which was crazy. Just you know, think touching the grass for the. Uh, I mean, the grass seemed fine to me. I heard how much he complained, but I, it seemed fine to me. I don't you, know. You, you didn't. You didn't slip and fall. I, a lot of Eagles players were complaining that second half, but I don't know. I, yeah. I think that was because they lost. I don't know. Hey, hey, but, I, 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 part of it might be you know, hogs like the hogs yeah, like that kind of weather, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> hey, so, so the next time I hear Eagle fan complain, I'm like, man, I had a source who was on the field. Yeah, it was not. I, it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> People make excuses when they lose. I don't know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right on. And then we just watched the game, uh, which was – I mean, it was a – that's probably one of the best Super Bowls I've watched in That was a good game. Great time. game. That was a good that was yeah. great game. It was a uh, – and coincidentally, I'm sitting in my seats, and then this Washington family of, of six walk up and sit behind me, right? And – going with this? Yeah, I'm talking to the mom – you know, uh, and, and, a, and a woman two days before had had been messaging me on Instagram. Hey, I'm here. I would like to meet up. We just never connected. Uh, so it was the same woman. Right. And I'm talking and then uh, she wanted to take some pictures with her kids and stuff. And I was talking to her kid and all that. And um, in the midst of the conversation, she's like, yeah, Coach Rivera sent me out here. And I'm like, wow, that's very nice. That, that sounds like something he would do. He's a great guy. Right. And then he's like, yeah. My daughter, uh, Lucia, had cancer. And I'm like, wow, like this is like divine intervention, right? I'm sitting right behind these people. Uh, and, and they, Coach Rivera and uh, Joey Slaff, the Joey Slaff Foundation, they sent yeah. her and their whole family out to the game. So, I mean, I'm just sitting there talking to her daughter about the things that she's been through and, you know, she's – and been in remission for two years now. But it was just like I felt really good to watch the Super Bowl and be there with uh, a kid that had uh, cancer in their family. So it was just like yeah. probably me and them were probably the only Washington fans in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole time in the stadium, you know, I wore my whole outfit everywhere I went. It was a ton of Eagles fans. And all I got was, you must be at the wrong game. I'm like, yeah, yeah. why are you here? Why are you here? I'm like, I'm just here to have a good time, man. I that's good luck. It. That's <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was very wow. nice. And then uh, that's it. Yeah. now I was Go gonna ahead, say, Bryce. and then and then to cap that all off, you put the picture of your wife at the uh at the airport, I think it was. <laughs> she she <laughs> man, I don't think she had much sleep. <laughs> I think it was a yeah, video. We, it, was, it, was, it was a quick thing, man. And boy, she looked at Chris. <laughs> we ended up not getting back to the hotel to probably almost midnight and we had to be at the airport at uh 2 30 in the morning so we didn't Ooh. get any we didn't get any sleep so she's playing there and i don't 
I used to mess with my wife all the time, but I kind of stopped. Uh, but I was like, man, I, I gotta get her. I gotta get her. So I messed with, and she gave me a. <laughs> I think she was dozing. She was dozing off or something. And Chris, yeah, she was sleep. She was. She was just laying there. And, and she turned around, boy. Looks could kill, man. He was, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. Though. She, she yeah. still loves me. Yeah, it's funny now. Let me ask you this about the experience, though. Was there one thing outside of the, obviously, I think meeting the, the, uh, the, the, the young girl that was in remission there, was there anything else, one thing that just stood out to you that, uh, that, that one experience, whether it was meeting somebody, interacting with someone, just the one event that was the tops overall of the game, maybe, perhaps? To be honest with you, I I can't quite pick one thing, you know, because you know I don't. To, to go with my wife was was a great ex- experience. Uh, because sure. we I have three younger kids, and and you know if y'all got kids, sometimes it's hard to do things with just you two. Uh, mm-hmm. right. So that was great. Uh, spending half the day with one of our kids, uh, Parker, was amazing. Uh, just to see him have some fun. Um. Having a, a a special dinner with my wife, we went out with uh, the Lenos and um, had dinner with them. Which so it was great. Uh, treating my wife, you know, the 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 trip for me was uh, meeting some of these kids and treating my wife to a, a weekend out. Right, so I treated yeah. whatever she wanted. You know, got her dolled up and we went out and did a whole bunch of things. So that was really I I wanted to gear it towards her. So that, I would probably say that making sure my wife had a great weekend. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. man. So let me ask you this, Ken, before he jump in there. So, give us one thing that's kind of behind the scenes that us as fans, whether we've never been to the Super Bowl, that you okay. can say that would kind of shock or surprise us, or just something that would go you would never believe, and you finish the sentence. Something behind the scenes that we would never get to see or experience at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, I always, when you, when you, when you see this, the, the, the halftime shows. Okay. Uh, when you see, when you see and hear there there's not as extravagant as they are on TV versus in person. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, she knocked it down. What you saw on TV was just as amazing seeing it in, in in person. The okay from the the dancing to the the you know the it, it was just platforms. crazy. The platforms, I mean, that was ridiculous. I see those dudes fifty to hundred feet in the air doing these dances like they couldn't fall five feet. And how were the fans watching the halftime show? Were they in amazement as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. They they were they into it. it. Yeah, they they were into it, and the 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 stadium um, made it to where you could participate to be into right. it. They prompted okay, people right. to cheer, prompted people to turn their phones on with lights and stuff like that. I sat on the Eagles side of the uh, the stadium, right? So whenever I had to hear that stupid fly, uh, Eagles fly, fly, and uh. Spelling out the name fifty thousand times. <laughs> so when they when they finally the Chiefs stuff finally coming back, 
And those Eagles fans stands went down. I just <laughs> sit back, smile, like damn. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we could hear that on TV too when they was oh yeah they was doing that. We could hear it a lot, and then they were doing they were like, loud. The uh, Kansas City doing the chant thing. We could we could hear all of that. On the Tomahawk song, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. It turned into cry Eagles cry at the end. So uh, yeah. as Washington fans, we like that. We like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, I did. <laughs> but, yeah. But, man, we we greatly appreciate this uh, conversation. A little kind of behind the scenes, pulling back the camera. Uh, I'm sorry, pulling back the curtains. Yeah, but, uh, we, we, but we'd we'd like to talk, you know, a little bit about a couple current things going on with with Washington, the team, also, and get your get your ideas and your input. Um, I don't think uh, I don't know if Reggie and I had a yeah. I think we did uh, a podcast. Uh, since they hired Eric Bieniemy as the uh, offensive coordinator, and, and at the very end of the season, I don't know if they had hired—I'm sorry—I don't know if they had fired Scott Turner or not. But there was a little rumbling the very early stages of, of Eric Bieniemy, and I told people, I said, "Man, I said, if if we end up with the ownership change, with the coaching situation that we have, with not having a definitive." Um, quarterback in in place for us to get Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator. That's like us hitting the lottery. It's like us hitting the lottery, yeah. and Amazing. and and Ron and crew pulled it off. Um, yeah. So I mean, kudos to them. What what are your ideas about uh, Bieniemy coming into town? I, I like you said. I think it's with everything going on with our team, uh, with with the possible changes uh, for for a man. To be so distinguished in this last five what five years, uh, to to want to come to Washington to prove himself, you gotta tip the hat to uh, whoever let made him come here, Coach Rivera, Jason Wright, what what other contributing factors uh, for him to come here with everything that's going on, like that it's amazing for a coach of that caliber, that's great. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think a lot of the NFL doesn't realize the NFL fans don't realize that, you know, we're a quarterback away from being a serious contending team. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you take, you take a, a, a top eight, nine quarterback and you put him in Washington and maybe who knows who was Sam Howell uh, at the moment, it, that person, Sam Howell. But, but if we could have a top eight quarterback in Washington, the sky's the limit. Right. Yeah. With the talent that we have around him. So, I, I mean, clearly, I think that, you know, Eric uh, saw that and recognized it. He, he wasn't going to go to a, a team that is totally revamping right. itself. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, instant credibility as well. Right. I mean, Eric walks into the room with two Super Bowl rings. Right. Yeah. He, he, he He's a walking success. Right. right. He's, he's, he's coming from an organization that has been winning. So people are going to listen. And uh, so I got to say, I was I was excited. I think most fans felt the same way, which was with Eric Benjamin choosing Washington because he didn't just. Right. Come, we, he chose Washington. Right. It speaks volumes to what Ron and the crew has done and also what he obviously thinks about what we have going on here. I mean, he, he had the chance to to coach with Lamar Jackson. Yep. Right. Yep, and he absolutely. chose Washington. He chose right. Washington, man. Yeah. So, so I'm excited about it. Um, what do you think uh, the the negativity 
um, that's kind of been talked about nationally, I should say. And when I say that, I mean, you, we heard Shady McCoy, even if you listen to some of the talking heads on television, they talk yeah. about why would he do this? And so it's a very net. If you listen to the others, it's as if this was the wrong decision for Eric Bieniemy. How do you feel about that? What, what I, is your I, take on that? I, I, I see why they say that because of, of so much going on, you know, with our team outside of the, the team. Right. You know, I think that, that that's why. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have a, a, a quarterback, a successful quarterback. So he's going to have to prove himself to, to work with uh, Sam Howell. And I, 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 I see that's why. And all the contributing factors of, of Washington and all the things that are going on beyond uh, football. But, I mean, as you say, he, he don't care about none of that. He's here for the team and for them to win. win. And that's, that's what I want. Right. But, right, but I right. guess for me, it's like <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit here and say in one take and say, you know, Eric Benemy being in Kansas City is keeping Eric Benemy from being a head coach. Right, And then he decides to make a move that I'm going to assume is to eventually be a head coach. Then, sure. you knock, then you knock the guy for making a move. What was he supposed to do? Go back to the same situation that is preventing him from being a head coach? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It, again, people should be talking about why he had to make the move, not talking bad about the move. Because to yeah. me, this is, this is a bad deal that he had to do what he had to do in hopes of becoming a head coach. Because as we know, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson never had to do this. Yeah. And if you look at Kevin O'Connell, you know Kevin O'Connell under mm -hmm. Sean McVay. It's the same setup. And, and it was the one other coach that was under Sean McVay. They got head coaching um, opportunities sitting under a head coach who was the play caller. And Eric yeah. Enemy is the only one that hasn't done that. So I, 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 just, I just hate that they're talking bad about him coming to Washington as opposed to putting the focus on the fact that he had to come to Washington in order to try to advance his career. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I'm, I'm happy he came to Washington. So I am. whatever, right, whatever, right. whatever contributing factors led him to have to do that, I'm glad he's here. Welcome. He's here <laughs> right. now. Yeah. And, and and I and I said before, I mean, in a in a perfect world, as a as a Washington fan and as a Eric Bieniemy fan, he'd be here for one year, right? If he has tremendous success. That means Washington's having tremendous success, exactly. and then and then somebody's going to come and grab him. I mean, yeah, I, would I like Eric Bieniemy to be here for three or four years, five years? Absolutely, but right. at the same time, his success is tied to Washington's success. So right. let's all be successful, and and wherever it takes him, it takes him. You know, yeah. let's cards even, fall where they may. Even if he does one year, he can come in and lay down that seed. Yep. So for absolutely, let it grow. I, yep. I, I, I mean, is he only doing one year, or that hasn't been? Talked well, about? It was a two-year contract. It was a two-year okay. contract. But yeah, he if he if he has tremendous success, people somebody's going to snag him, right? That's the idea. Well, yeah. like you said, if he has tremendous success, that means we have tremendous success. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> my point. Exactly my point. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we appreciate, it, man. Like I said, even for a year. Hopefully, he stays a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but even even if it's for a year, I think he'll set us up. Um, uh, for success, as you point, land the seed, land the foundation, whoever's going to take over and keep this train going. So, yeah. So I got a question for you here. So we're picking number 16 in the draft. Um, what do you think, what position do you think we should target at the number 16? I don't assuming, want to. Assuming we stay put. 
right. I don't watch a lot of college football, so I don't know much about draft prospects uh, and all that. Uh, beyond, we're, we're going with Sam Howell, right? Coach Ron said, so quarterback is probably out the equation, right? Yeah, I, I, right. I, I would probably either go an offensive lineman uh, or a, a corner. It looks like we just we were just released. McKay, I don't know if they're gonna uh, rely on the the rook, the young young boys, which they probably will, but probably probably an offensive lineman. And I think that's what that's what a lot of the mock drafts. Because um, I'm I'm with you. I don't watch a lot of college football myself, um, but a lot of the mock drafts have us drafting either one of the corners or one of the top offensive linemen in the draft this year. So, so I, I agree. I agree with that. It'd be it'd be ones we gotta we gotta make sure Sam House protected because we had a lot of you know I had busted coverage, but we had a lot of injuries on the O line this year too. A so lot, Chase Warrior in the beginning, man, he's the he's the the, the center is the mastermind that, that runs runs that offensive line. So when he went out after game one, you already yes uh, uh, messed up, and then Wes Schweitzer filled in and he got injury. I mean, so. There, yep. There's so many contributing factors to why the offensive line didn't perform well beyond the the, the players. You know right. what I mean? To, to, to interchange that much of offensive line like we did, that's that's tough. It is it uh, is yeah. tough. It is tough. And you yeah. know, and they they did pretty good at it uh, the year before. Yes, but man, it it didn't quite gel as good uh, this past yeah. season because because the year before with all the injuries and and the shuffling that they did, it worked. It, it yeah. worked. Taylor has some good protection, but man, it right. not it did not go well this past season. Didn't go as well this year. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but I, I think it's obvious that that uh, Ron and, and crew are going to make some changes uh, on the offensive line, up, upgrade free agency. How, however, they do, they're going to. You know, it's not a any anybody who's who watched a handful of games knows that uh, there's definitely room for improvement there, and. Uh, uh, the, the clearing of the cap space with McCain and uh, also uh, we didn't mention, but uh, Carson Wentz being officially cut today, uh, you know, frees up some some space to, to do that, especially if they go with Sam Howell. They're not paying high dollar uh, quarterback. And so the I think I saw somewhere in the 32 to 35 million at the moment range of salary cap uh, let, lets you make a lot of moves between um, the, the draft because most draft, uh, you know, first, second, third draft pick for for an offensive lineman is low budget by today's standards, and then they can fill in with a, a player or two in, in free agency. So I think offensive line is something that's I'm not going to say it's easy to fill in, but I think it's not as challenging to make the upgrades that uh, that we for need sure. this coming this coming year. For sure. Yeah, and I and I think with Eric Benemy and the style of offense he w- wants to run, we'll have a key. Uh, key say the type of offensive linemen that they go that they go right. after, and and I think they're going to do that in free agency, and they'll draft too, I suspect, but certainly uh, uh, free agency. So, Chris, thoughts on thoughts on Carson? C- Carson is no longer here. Thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, the thoughts after aftermath, you know, afterwards is man, we pay a lot of money for that guy, uh, and he he let us he under he underperformed. Yeah, absolutely, he underperformed. Uh, Initially going in, I, I I was really excited about Carson. Uh, Me too. And he, Ken, he, he Ken under- was not. Ken was yeah. Not. He, I, he, I, he, I, he I, underperformed. Uh, he didn't perform the way he wanted to. He's a great. He's a great guy. Um, it seems but, like it. 
Yeah, he's a great yeah. person. So I wish him success uh, if he plays football somewhere else or whatever he does. But it's definitely the right move to to move on for him. Right. I really am kicking myself. Uh, I was talking to some other the Hawk Farmers uh, pre-Browns game, and I really wanted Heineke – I mean, Wentz to play. And I was so ready for him to just unleash. Right. And when he laid the goose egg, I was just like – you, you, we knew at that point. Anyone that was yeah. there, went uh, after that Cleveland game, we knew. Uh, it was, yeah, that, yeah. That was like his shot to really kind of quiet a lot of the noise. And when he that came out in that Cleveland game and didn't perform, we he had point, a bad game. Like, yeah, and I was like, that, yeah, that was good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, one thing I'd like to mention about the the cuts today with Carson and McCain, um, with them being cut as early as it is, they're free agents now. Right. So so Ron is doing them a favor by because there's some some players that aren't officially free agents yet. Right. And so they can't start negotiating. So by by Ron going ahead and cutting uh, Carson and Bobby McCain now, they they can sign a contract tomorrow and already have a team and and be ahead of the the flood of free agents. They're going to come out there. So. if, if a player is going to get cut, this is actually a good scenario for them. And, I, again, I, I kind of given Ron and his crew a little bit of credit of, you know, these guys weren't distractions. They weren't a negative. Now, maybe their play didn't meet where he wanted them to play performance-wise, uh, but he's doing them a favor, whether a lot of people realize it or not, by by cutting them now as opposed to a month from now, two months from now. Heck. They don't have to cut them until you know June, June 1st, right? Right, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. think I think some of this is just probably uh if you if you look at our front office, a lot of former players, right? From from right. uh uh Ron, Mayhew, and Jason, right? So I think been there, having been there and done that, I think being a former player probably plays a role in that as well. Bobby McCain, I think, is probably just a numbers thing because Bobby can still play on this team, but I think mm-hmm. With, with his salary, he it's just a dollars and cents thing with Bobby McCain. And so, and to your point, Ken, I think it was to go ahead and get him released and allow him to get a head start on free agency because yeah. Bobby can yeah. still play on this team. Yeah. So, so I got one last question for you, unless you got something, Ken. I was just speaking of players, Chris, was just get your thoughts on uh, uh, the decision. If you're the GM, what are you doing on this uh, Deron Payne situation? Ah, man. I, my take is not going to be a favorite. I like okay. Deron Payne. Okay. I really do. But Deron Payne performed at a high level this year. He, yeah. he, 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 he stepped up to that challenge of Coach Rivera uh, and said, all right, and he doubled down. Uh, however, I don't think we, we pay the D-tackle that big money. Okay. I don't I don't think we do. And a lot of people were really upset when we didn't pay Matt Ionitis. Okay. A lot of people were upset that we cut him. Uh were and, and were you one of them? Yeah, I, I don't I don't like to see any any player that in the Bergen go get cut. You know, they lose their job. Uh Absolutely. yeah, he was a he was a great player. Uh, he was great. Yeah, he was a, a bruiser for us. And that's I mean it's it's almost the same as Deron Payne. Deron Payne's definitely a, a better player but i don't think i don't think the question would be as big if 
uh, the rookie didn't get hurt. Um, Darius Mathis. Yeah, Mathis. at the beginning of the year and see where he's at with his uh, injury and where he's at because uh, he, I mean, he 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 filled in. I don't I don't think he was played at a high level, but I mean, he was he was doing all right. But I, I don't know. I don't. That's a lot of money for a D tackle. But I, I wish Deron came the best. If he gets that money, hey, get that bag. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know. One might take Ken and I share with you what we think. So right. at first, at first, just give you kind of a short version. We thought we we all we've always known if you're a Washington fan and you follow this team, you knew there was gonna be an odd man out. Right. There's no way they could pay all those guys. First round. So, so when Durant Payne right. exceeded and we saw how the how they platoon the defensive end and Chase's absence. For Ken and I, it was more or less you pay Duran, keep Allen and Payne together, and you do something with Montez. Right. If you expect Chase Young to come back and then you platoon the other side opposite of uh, Chase Young. Yeah. But I'm hearing now that Duran Payne could get somewhere in the $22 million a year range. That's a lot. I don't know, man, because now I'm thinking maybe you get, hope that Fadarian Mattress comes back and then you roll with the WWE player uh, Richway. 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 And, you, and you run with those two guys. Yeah. And you can even draft somebody and you and you try to fill the gap because it's going to be a void from um, uh, Deron Payne leaving, but you try to get something. My main thing here is I'll say is what I don't want, whether it's Chase, Montez, or Duran. If those guys do not sign in Burgundy, go. Don't let them walk for free. I don't want to uh, see another yeah. Trent Trent Williams situation. We got a fifth round. I don't want to see a Kirk Cousins where we get nothing. We we seem to let guys go and we get nothing in return. So if you're gonna yeah. move on from them, move on and get something for them. That's the only thing I say. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and I've kind of echo what. Uh, what Reggie said, the only thing that I would do is if, if I was going to keep him, I would immediately or part of the process is look to trade Montez Sweat. Um, we, we, we need a quarter, cornerback. We need offensive linemen. Uh, ma- make the trade and get value for him, to, to Reggie's point, get value for him now before he's gone. Because you, if you're signing Duran, you're not signing – uh, sweat or chase. Right? You, they you, didn't you, pick up the fifth year option on chase. Yeah. So making yet. these decisions, let, let, let's, let's leverage something uh, for a, for a draft pick or, uh, you know, to improve our team rather than just letting people walk. Um, but you know, to your point, you know, Matt Mathis and Ridgeway combined, can, can they fill 90%, 85%, Together wow. of of what uh, uh, Payne was doing, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's something for them to answer. Uh, but it you know it all it all comes down to the green, you know, yeah. it all comes down to the green. And I don't know the the money numbers and all that, but like if I'm Coach Rivera and I'm I'm sitting there in my office looking at my board of teams and what I want, and and Deron Payne's contract uh, negates. You know, a couple other options that I could do. So we'll see it which one that way. Is, does Deron Payne worth not affording this offensive tackle free agency and, and this and this? You know, it, you know, it's just there's a lot of contributing factors. So it's a huge, it's a huge impact. Yeah, and I will, and I will, and I will say, uh, Ridgeway, I've seen the numbers on him. He is 
sub one million. He's yeah. nine hundred thousand, eight hundred and fifty thousand, something in that range. So he's, you know, he, he's he pen, he's p- pennies compared I'm not, I'm to paying. So uh, paying a, another D tack. I'm talking about you know absolutely paying a, a free agent tight end or you know uh, well, you know something anybody. <laughs> Right, right, right. right. Well, that, that money can be spent elsewhere, right. and I, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. With with those with the role players, even behind Chase and Sweat, um, and then the the players of of Mathis and Ridgeway behind those guys, there's not as big of a a hole if one of those guys leave as the holes that we right. have in offensive line, as example. So. Yeah, um, I, I, right. I, to, yeah. to your point, I I hate to see talent leave the burgundy and gold yeah. at any price, but you know, unfortunately, there's a salary cap that that uh, that you have to live in with the NFL. Deron worked himself into a big payday, man. Unfortunately, I <laughs> yeah. think it's gonna I think it's gonna have to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good yeah, for him for doing it. Whether it's with yeah. us or with somebody else, he he dang deserves it. He he absolutely yeah. earned it, man. He absolutely yes, earned it. Yes, so. yes. Well, man, I don't have anything else, Chris, man. I, and, and, you know, I just want to say we certainly appreciate you joining us, man. We, you know, spending yeah. the evening with us. Chris, um, plug, plug, plug your uh, plug everything for yourself and your charity real quick. For people yeah, that, yeah. Don't, that don't follow uh, Chris on social media, uh, you can find him at Hog Farmer Chris on, at Twitter. But go ahead, Chris, fill in yeah. how people can reach out to you and, and yeah. connect with you and the charity. If you want me to plug, the only plug I'll do is our charitable foundation, which is uh, the Hall Farmers Charitable Foundation. We help children and their families affected by pediatric cancer. And a lot of our big community is you guys, the, uh, our, our fellow fans. Uh, so we're at the official Hall Farmers on Facebook, the Hall Farmers on Twitter and Instagram. So give us a follow and just see all the things we're doing to uh, impact this world. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And and we we both follow you on social media, Hog Farmer Chris, personally. Um, for those that don't follow him and are interested, uh, Chris is a very positive person on everything. Uh, I, I seldom ever see you even knock Redskins players or coaches, even when we're going through a losing streak. You, you stay very positive there. I can't say that Myself always does that, but uh, whether it's whether it's helping the community or rooting for the team, Chris is extremely positive. Uh, almost, as far as I can remember, almost nothing negative, or I'll, I'll go as far as saying nothing negative. Yeah, um, that's, and that's, that's a that's a credit seen. to you in this in this day and age, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, because we've seen some um, we've seen some rough days. Chris has been a fan a long time, like we have, yeah. so we've seen some rough times, and and to always stay positive, man, it took to a that uh you know again i'm on twitter quite a bit and and i see people coming at you guys talking about team pays them and they're they're you know they're just just being stupid man like, yeah yeah like why do you care that what they're doing why do you care that they're always positive about the team is that's what they want to be let them be you know, positive to, to 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 that point i got this uh analogy from uh you guys know who the rally captain is Yes. Yeah. Uh, me and him are good friends. We went to a lot of games together. And when I go to these games and I in the team in general, right? The experiences I have at the stadium when I go to away games, uh, it's my cake, right? And if if we win, it's icing on the cake. 
Right. Bradley Tapp says all the time. So I'm always going to eat cake, man. To go out with fellow fans, hang out, all the stuff we do pregame, and then and the game itself. Some of the games, yeah, they, they suck. <laughs> the team loses. Right. Absolutely. Uh, right. <laughs> but I'm always going to have a fun time, no matter what, right? You know, I it, so that's where the positivity comes from. So many things and contributing factors uh, that come with that experience that I've built beyond winning a game. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And then there's times, man, I'm going to say there's times sometimes I want to chime in, but I, but you don't say nothing back. So it's like, well, if Chris ain't worried about it, then hell, I'm not going to worry about it. Nah, it man, it's just one of those things. Social media <laughs> is a double-edged sword. Yeah. It is the hugest, right. can be the most hugest, positive, impactful platform you can use, but it can also be the most crushing, uh, depressing, negative place in the world. And I, and I usually, 95% of the time, just keep scrolling, right? Like you can think what you want. You know, I like to have my actions speak louder than my words, right? If you want to believe that, you believe that, and if you don't, then hey, we this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I think I think a lot of a lot of it just comes from jealousy, man. I mean, yeah, a lot I, of people, a lot of people with trust me. I wish I lived in the DC area and I can go to the games all the time, man. But we we're here, so we we make it a point to try to catch road games throughout the season and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and uh, but. You guys keep doing what you're doing, Chris. You, Appreciate Jeff. Yeah, I know I'm missing all the other guys. Um, Joe, Keith, 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 Keith. You know, yeah, you guys yeah, keep doing court. what you're doing, yeah. man. And uh, and uh, hats off to your brother. And again, appreciate we appreciate it. you taking the time and uh, blessing us on our podcast and uh, and, and our listeners as well, man. So that was appreciate awesome. you. Appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate it. And and this coming year, uh, there's there's a, a handful of games that that Reggie and I are are looking to potentially going to. And if you come to Dallas, uh, you know, ho- hopefully this season might be a, the season that uh, we cross paths and and you know see each other face to face and yeah, link, link up and, and and cheer together, man. Yeah, so. I'm actually uh, my number one priority with my family this year is the Dallas game. So I'd love to link up with you guys this year. Uh, if, you, if, if you're coming, it's a done deal. Absolutely. Yep. For sure. Yep. So, well, Chris, man, have a good one, brother. We appreciate you again, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, Ken. Appreciate you, Reggie. Absolutely. Right, Until next time, knuckleheads. Yo, peace peace out. out. Peace.